0: It's home time, it's a Friday, it's Bush and Ritchie. Maybe it is because it is Friday and I'm tired or whatever, but I, I've had enough. I've had two trains in now on the way in this week. It's half term, I've already had a rant about it, but this is a second train where it's all graffitied on the side.
1: See, I, I feel bad talking to you about this because I think it looks better. <laughs> it does not. It looks better, it, it looks all kind of like colourful and fun and first you feel like you're in New York. Not when you're sat inside and you
0: can't see outside and you're wondering what station have I just arrived at. Look at... The screens and all They're these people screens. that are like tweeting me, going, "Oh, these are really gifted, creative people." Look, I'm sorry, gifted, creative people. When I was growing up, they were watching bloody Art Attack with Neil Buchanan, yeah, and they were buying pieces of paper and crayons and doing all that kind of stuff. You, you, Why are you having to break into a train yard with aerosol
1: cans? Do you know the business for me? Creative, it's it's like, being a criminal. You know, if they had at the end of an airplane on the, on the, the tail fin or whatever it's called. Yeah, they do that up. Uh, and they do, like, a bit of art on it. They invite an artist on. That's what it, for me, looks like with the, with the, uh, with the trains. It's like they've got a local artist I in. I don't want
0: to be political, but I remember decades ago when British Airways changed the end of their planes. Yeah. They got rid of the Union Jack and they had loads of jazzy designs. And Margaret Thatcher went and saw them and
1: she put her hanky over it. She thought it looked disgusting. Oh, really? So, uh, what, are You with, are you with Maggie on this one? On this one, just <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Literally just that. So what what, what what can you do about it? What's, what's, what's the end result of this? Go and buy a new padlock. Greater Anglia. Oh, um, this is unbelievable. He's just moaning now. And maybe you might be walking home out of work because it's the weekend and going home to your 3D printer. I'd love a 3D printer. I don't think I've got the need for it, but I'd love one. I don't know how they work. I've got absolutely no idea how they work. And we've, we've had a, a message into the show from a fellow called Ronks, uh, who, we know we were talking about crafting stuff on the show yesterday. Yeah. What craft are you doing? Uh, he's sending a photo. He has 3D printed bed slat holders after losing half in a house move and he adds this counts as crafting right well it is he's printed them out on his 3d printer you know those little black bits that hold the wooden slats that you would get on any ikea given bed of any given ikea bed. i know the ones that you mean they're very temperamental things sniff on them and they'd snap exactly you gotta hammer them in with a little rubber mallet and everything like that he's lost his so he's gone to his 3d printer and just printed them out i I feel like I'm, like, up there with most technology, but I don't, I don't understand 3D prints. Is it like that, you know, that sand that kids have got where you pour it underwater and it makes a castle? <laughs> it's not far is that, off. Is that how
0: it works? Yes. I've never seen... I've
1: actually never seen a 3D printer. Me neither. Like, what, what, what do you... Do you pour stuff in the top that makes the 3D-ness? Like, I, what is that? I... It, well, what is that? Or, do you, or does it chisel off something? I think it's high, high-tech Play-Doh. Is it? Yeah. Does it chisel off something or does it pour out... I don't know. I mean, this is... It's like a Weird Science. It's like Hogan. out of a Bond movie. Isn't it? How many... Right, just a rough guess. How many of our listeners do you reckon have got 3D printers? I'm going to say uh, 1%. I'm going to say five
0: people. I'm now going to ask, while I live Google, how how much do you think
1: is a 3D printer? Oh, it's got to be a lot of money. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anyone who's got one. It's proper cutting-edge tech. 3D printer... This is really good, Don't forget £30,000 or more for grabs on today's show, so this might be how you spend it. £289. That's not bad. Yeah. You can make whatever you want. £289. Do you reckon you can make a lady?
0: Michelle, thank you very much uh, for supporting us with the, uh, the Pub Grub Showdown this weekend. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't
2: wait. I can't wait to see um, which of you is going to cook up the best storm.
1: That's a good way of calling it, isn't it? Cooking up a storm. (laughs) I think so, yeah. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the uh, Special Olympics Great Britain then, uh, Michelle, because it's not one event, is it? You guys sponsor a number of different events across the calendar year.
2: Yeah, so we're part of the um, official Olympic family, so everyone's heard of the Olympics and Paralympics. We have those World Games as well, but we're about offering sport for all abilities every week of the year. So whereas Paralympic people are divisioned on their physical disability, we division on ability. So if you can run 100 metres in 20 seconds, you're going to be divisioned against people who can run at a similar speed. We offer about 28 different sports across England, Wales and Scotland, working with about 10,000 athletes. We've got about 4,000 volunteers. It's the largest group of disabled people in the UK.
1: Obviously, Fuller's have been fantastic. They're they're a lovely bunch as well. We really appreciate them giving us the the Vintry pub. Have you seen (laughs) the pub that we've got? It's an amazing pub for Sunday, isn't
2: it? Oh, Fuller's are an incredible partner to us. They've just got so involved. and So if you go to one of their pubs, any child's dish, we get a percentage of that. Oh, great. if you buy a high-tasting board, Special Olympics get 50 pence of every one of those. So, yeah, Fuller's superb.
0: Well, apart from the, uh, the competition element of this Sunday, what you've just described sounds exactly like what the Hometime Pub Grub Showdown is going to be like. Have you had the chance to peruse the menu yourself and uh, decide any of the courses that uh, you want to try? Do
2: you know
1: what? No, I haven't. What do you recommend? Well, the prawn cocktail <laughs> sounds absolutely fantastic. Okay.
2: Is that what you're
1: making? Match that off with a lovely uh, set of bangers and mash and then maybe some solid caramel ice cream uh, for dessert. I'll put you down for that then, Michelle. You don't need to order <laughs> on the night. That well, be- all sounds
2: perfect.
1: Before you do that, Michelle <laughs> might want to know about halloumi fries
0: dipped in barbecue sauce as a starter. Oh, I like that sound. <laughs> yeah. Hunter's chicken. Oh, got a bit quiet mm-hmm. there. OK. <laughs> and lemon
1: meringue pie. I'll take your starter, but I'll take the other two. That's a 2-1 win on aggregate. Thank you very much, Michelle. Can't wait to see you on Sunday.
2: (laughs) You are very welcome. Can I give you the website address? Yeah. Fire away. It's specialolympicsgb.org.uk.
0: Very easy to remember. Specialolympicsgb.org.uk. We got it. I'm keeping it together today, but uh, inside, wow, there is financial torment. Oh, really? What's happened? My wife has lost something at home that is going to cost £3 to replace. Now, that might not seem very much to you. £3? £3 to replace, but my
1: word, the torment and upset it caused me this morning. Well, what? what? What could possibly... Be that cheap to replace, but equally like cause so much friction? The frothing nozzle from my coffee machine. Oh no, your pride and joy.
0: Yes, I know. So you take off the metal sheath that you uh, froth up your milk with. Right. Inside that is a little black rubber nozzle Uh uh, that you have to wash each time because obviously it gets milk in. And if you don't wash that, you know, then that's going to, you're going to get sort of like. um, You get
1: closed down by health and
0: safety. Yeah, Legionnaire's disease or something like that in your coffee machine. Oh dear. I've had this coffee machine for two years. I've never lost it. It's suddenly gone. How do you know it's her, though? Because she was the one washing it up yesterday. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I did, I've i had no coffee today.
1: See, my, my dad has, has got... He likes to make coffee a bit like you. I think he's at the same level as you are. He's got, like, a little tiny handle thing that spins like a little throffer... Fr- yeah, I've got one of them. I've got a frothing whisk. Oh, right, so you got one of them. Yeah. But this is a different thing that's part of the this bigger part machine. part
0: of the machine, yeah. And even Amazon haven't been able to help me that quickly on this one. Um, the nozzle replacement isn't available on Prime and <clears> won't <throat> be here till Wednesday. Oh, my god! So just be prepared to uh, put out <laughs> with me for another two
1: days next week. Watch out, he's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I've said it once, I'll say it again. We live our lives vicariously through your activities here on this Home Time Show, and we love the messages and stuff that we get in from you during the course of doing this programme in the week. Uh, if you're off out to a gig tonight or the weekend, well done. You know what I mean? Like fair play to people going out and stuff like that. I'm just quite happy sitting in me tracky bottoms <laughs> with, a, with a craft ale watching a bit of telly. But if you're going out, brilliant. And we're just talking about going to gigs at the tail end of last night's show during a song was we're about to go. Uh, and Richie came out with something that has genuinely shocked me. You are one of those people that Googles the set list of an act you're going to see so you know what songs they're going to play. I can't remember the name of the website, something like set.list. I will always go on there... Why? ...and see what they've recently played on the tour. That, but it's, it's, doesn't that ruin the surprise for you? Like the encore, for example. You never know what people are going to do for an encore you would know what they're going to come back on and do in what order. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the kind of person that when I go to a restaurant, I've looked
0: up the menu beforehand because I want to, when I'm going going for a night out, I want to know that I'm excited about what I'm going to eat, I want to know what I'm going to eat, and then I want to enjoy what I'm going to eat. So it's the same when I go to a gig. If I've chosen to go and see... For example, Stereophonics. Yeah. I'm excited that I've got an evening of Stereophonics.
1: But let's say, for example, I'm going to go and watch Scissor Sisters. Yeah. I don't know. I like to not know 100% what's going to be in Like, Will they play some of the old ones? Will they play some of the classics that we all know and love from the Scissor Sisters? If I'm going to go and see the Scissor Sisters, for example? I want to be relaxed and know
0: that I'm going to hear, I don't feel like dancing. Yeah, right? exactly. So I'm going to go on set dot list and find out when it's going to happen. Also, there's the other side of things as well. If I'm worried about... My pay and display in the car park, yeah, and it's you know going it's finished at like 1045 or something or other. I need to know where I am on the set list, or if I need to sort of go back into the old parking app and top yeah. up the parking. Oh, what
1: about this? Cut you a deal on it, because I, I think it does ruin the magic of live music slightly, knowing what they're gonna play in what order, right? It's, it's peeking behind the veil somewhat. However, I think you do have a point about you know, when you get to the bit where they're gonna come back on and do their encore, if they're gonna do three songs you're not bothered about, yeah. you could beat the crowd. Of course you can. Maybe we should set up our own website called CutYourLosses.com. That's brilliant. They don't give you the rest of the band's playlist or whatever, they just give you the last three songs. By the way, we're going to set it up, but we're not going to call it
0: cutthelosses.com.
1: Oh, yeah, no, we won't do that. No. Don't go anywhere near that, that URL. That's the word.
0: It's nearly here. The hometime pub grub showdown is taking place this Sunday lunchtime at the Vintry in London. Thank you to Fullers for giving us the pub. Looking forward to raising some money
1: for the uh, Special Olympics as well. Um, I was getting some stick. I was getting some stick last night from my other half, Katie. She's a vegetarian and she is uh, incandescent with rage that I didn't know anything about our vegetarian offering. What's your vegetarian offering? Well, obviously, mostata is a vegetarian offering. Uh, Halloumi fries with a barbecue dip. Oh, yeah. Because that is just cheese, it's fries. Quite a bit of salad on the prawn cocktail if you want to ditch the prawns and just have the (laughs) grated salad leaves on the top. But don't worry, because we've asked our
0: great friend, Claire Sturgis, to provide us with a vegetarian main.
2: I'm Claire Sturgis, and seeing as Bush and Richie didn't do a vegetarian option, here's mine. (laughs) It's 1747 and the Dolmio family have just left war-torn Sicily, headed for the shores of Italy and grabbed their basket full of homemade pasta, the wheat flour delicacy created by Papa Dolmio Giuseppe himself.
0: Yeah, that's enough of that. We'll just wing it. Final hour of this week's Hometime Shows, although we're back on duty on Sunday. Not live on the radio, but live in a restaurant. Uh, cooking up a storm. Two menus. Will it be Bush's? Will it be mine that uh, wins the Hometime Pub Grub Showdown? You're familiar with how this works. One of the... Um One of the pieces of collateral damage uh, with what is going on this weekend is we missed the home-time derby, which is
1: uh, on in the Premier League that afternoon. Arsenal versus Everton. The interesting thing about this is obviously um, we've got this head-to-head battle about whose menu is the best, and yeah. the public are going to choose. Uh, but there's also a secret battle, a clandestine war going on, where both of us are trying to wangle it with our partners to get special dispensation to be able to stick around and watch the game. The Games On kicks off immediately after the final knives and forks are being washed up of the uh, pub grub showdown. So it's much.
0: all very doable. 4.30 kickoff.
1: We're in know. town. Exactly. Surrounded by pubs. And I'm sure the Vintry pub must have a big telly.
0: You'd have thought so. Wouldn't it? And even if it doesn't, which would be against all odds... I reckon you're in the centre of the capital city of one of the biggest cities in the world. Yes. You're probably only going to have to walk
1: about 200 metres to find another telly. How's your particular campaign to watch the game going with Natalie? Floundering. Yeah, mine with Katie's pretty much the same. I'll have to watch the telly text instead. <laughs> I hear
0: of loads of bits of superstition that people live their life by, but I've always thought that it's just people claiming that they don't put shoes on tables or claiming that they don't walk under ladders. But today, walking down the street to work, I actually saw a gentleman jump, like Jonathan Edwards' uh, triple jump style. Yeah. I saw a gentleman jump over three drains. What was his problem with drains? That's meant to be bad luck, isn't it? Walking over three consecutive drains. If you've got three drains
1: next door to each other, that is deemed to be bad luck. Do you mean like metal-covered manholes or actual drains with, like, holes in them? Like Like metal-covered
0: manholes. Although I think if you had three drains next door to each other, that would be bad luck as well. God, that is a bit...
1: I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, but seriously, Eli leapt over it like a kangaroo. He must have had something terrible happen to him when he'd previously walked over all three before. Do you know what I did? Walked over them normally. And has anything bad happened to you? So far, so good. He's got a bit of a cold, but he's fine. (laughs) Home time with Bush and Richie. This is Absolute Radio on a Friday night. It's time for the moment of truth.
0: Right, let's make a phone call to somebody that is definitely going to change their life, at the very least, the weekend. Hello. Hello, who's this? Anita. Hello, Anita, it's Bush and Ritchie at Absolute Radio. How are you? Hi, how are you? We're very good. Where do we find you this evening?
3: I live in Gloucestershire, Huntley.
1: Gloucestershire, Huntley, or Huntley, Gloucestershire?
3: Huntley, Gloucestershire, maybe.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> All right, is it, like, rural there, like, you look out yes, your window? Very... Can you see any owls and stuff like that, owls around? Uh,
3: I don't see any, I hear them. We're in, not far from the Forest of Dean.
1: Oh, oh, fantastic! Do you feed any animals like that? Like that come up to your door, like in Dances with Wolves? You befriended anything?
3: Uh, we're not wolves; that'd be quite cool. But uh, are we birds? But as oh. cool as I guess, I suppose. Well, what?
1: Well, what what, what? what?
3: Birds.
1: Just like any specific type of bird.
3: Well, uh, well, I'm not quite sure what they are. It could be sparrows.
0: <laughs> okay, so we've learned so far that right. Anita is not much of an ornithologist. Not really. No, <laughs> fair <April>. enough. <laughs> 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 uh, Anita, do you feel like you live the millionaire lifestyle?
1: No. Oh. What's the, what's the most extravagant you th- thing you do in the working week?
3: Well, just... Mo- oh, God, I'm really very boring. I go to work, I work long hours, I work in a private hospital, so... I work long hours, so, yes, I don't do anything
1: extravagant. Do you ever treat yourself, Anita?
3: <laughs> I do. You know, woman, girly things, clothes and wine.
0: Clothes oh, and wine. I reckon we can upgrade the wine...
1: We could, could work we on really? that. We can upgrade the wine to champagne.
0: Really? Yeah, oh, I think so. I think there's a way of doing this.
1: Maybe chuck in some flowers. You like flowers, Anita?
0: I do
3: like flowers, but I don't get them very often.
1: We oh. could have those, deliver, both of those, delivered to your door once a week for a year, along with the owls and all the birds and all that kind of That'd thing. That would be great. What about, uh, in terms of holidays, when was the last time we went somewhere nice, Anita?
3: Um, that was probably about 2000 and, I don't know over
1: 10 years ago. Oh, where did you go? Uh,
3: Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: okay, right. Well, look, <laughs> all right. you're overdue a £5,000 holiday, all right, which is, yes. which is ring-fenced, okay? I mean, that, yeah, that'd be fantastic. That'd be I good. think you could do better than Amsterdam.
1: What about, in, you know, in addition to the, the flowers, the champagne, the holiday, £30,000? If you were to win it, Anita, what would you do with that kind of money? Oh,
0: my God, I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, Anita, you better start working it out, cos it's all yours. You're kidding me. No, we're not. You've won it. You're kidding me. No. Oh, oh, my God.
1: Oh, bless you.
0: Oh, my God.
1: You sound like someone who doesn't normally get these kind of uh, moments of luck no. in their life.
0: No. Oh, Anita. I want to say. It's a good thing. You don't have to say anything. Um, you are happy, aren't
1: you?
3: really happy.
0: Oh,
1: my God. Good. You are going to be living the millionaire lifestyle thanks to the brilliant new Steve Coogan movie Greed. £30,000 paid into your bank account for starters. We just mentioned a £5,000 holiday to anywhere in the world you want to go. Oh, my God. Maybe a bit more than Amsterdam. And then, like Richie said, flowers every week for a year, champagne every week for a year. What about that? Oh, <laughs> Oh, you have no
3: idea how much that means
0: to me. Anita, oh, thank we... Thank you so much. We we've got a bit of a hint of an idea. We we think we have. I want you to go and open the front door, shout at the owls
1: and tell them you're a winner. <laughs> Thank
3: you. Thank you. I listen to you every every day. I, I come home and turn you on the radio, and oh my
1: god. Do you know what? We, we can be very irritating, but it does pay no, off not. in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't you mind>. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to you. Oh my god. All right, Anita. Well, look. Um,
0: congratulations. I think <laughs> you need to go and bit. sit down. Well done. Uh, it's probably a good job that we're off now because um, I'm going to speak for Bush as well. I think we're losing it a little bit. I mean, we've
1: gone um, almost like a bit silly. <laughs> yeah. a, bit, a bit. Richie's got a slight veil of sweat on the forehead. That's right, yeah. Caused by, he's fighting off this man flu uh, uh, amicably. Thank you very much. Is that the much. right word,
0: amicably? Uh, well, no, I don't think it is. Amicably would be suggest that I'm fighting off the um,
1: flu very friendly. <laughs> yeah, like you've had, a, you've had a Christmas Day style <laughs> yeah. uh, game of football between the trenches. <laughs> yeah. um, amiably. Amiably. Uh, admirably. Admirably. That's the word I'm after, flipping out. Let's just go. Let's go home.